Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and we're thrilled that you're here with us as we continue the conversation about student ministry. On today's podcast, I've got with me my friend Chris Vines. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. It has been a few weeks since we've recorded, and it's been just a, a wild couple of months, really. Now we're in the middle of October. School is well underway. There's all sorts of football and Friday nights and activities, fall retreats. The list goes on of, of things that we're responsible for. Um, one of my students spoke at the Fields of Faith event in Farmington High. And then a few weeks before that, we did see you after the poll. So, you know, it's it's just a busy time. What's been happening in your ministry? Yeah, you know, a lot of the same. Uh, like you said, we're in the middle of October. In fact, last night was a Wednesday night for us, and uh, we had our annual Boo in Bike uh, That is our fall festival. If you've been listening to the podcast for any uh, length of time, then you've probably heard me mention Boo in Bike around this time of year, but that's our fall festival of sorts for our student ministry. We have a, a family that lives out in. Uh, Bodka, Arkansas. They have a, a big homestead place. They call it Miracle Farms and they do a pumpkin patch and that whole shebang. They do it every Saturday through the month of October. So if you're looking for a place to travel and go and check out, man, un, unashamed to, to tell you that that is a great place and you would have a, a great time with your family to go check that out on any Saturday in October. Um, but that's where we went last night. So we did our hayride. We did some s'mores, did some wiener roast. Uh, did a pumpkin painting contest, and uh, they have a big corn maze as well. And so that's where we decided we were going to uh, frighten some kids. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on in our world. What you, man? What you got going? Well, I don't. I mean, I've got a lot going. We've got the BMA of Arkansas Nash, or the BMA of Arkansas state meetings coming up the first part of November. Yeah. Uh, just you know, I finished that whole month of conferences and activity. So it's just been a busy time. And if we're not careful, we can be caught up in a, a lot of, well, just a lot of stuff. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the need to say no in our ministries. And But before we get to that, I want to thank our podcast partners, Central Baptist College of Conway. They're challenging, engaging, and inspiring. Um, a lot of great things happening on campus. They have a, a new scholarship program called BMA Promise that really focuses in on those that are connected with our churches. And so if you want that information about that or any of the other things that they offer, uh, go to cbc.edu. That's Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas. And that's, in fact, where we'll have our state meeting. So we'll get to see each other face-to-face -face in live, real pert people um, yep. and not too long from now. so We won't even have to wear our headphones. I know. No headphones, no Zencaster or anything else, and we'll be there together. So, well, again, the fall is a busy time for those of us in student ministry. It doesn't really ease up. Really, I guess there's a slow month or two, maybe January, 
I don't know. But we've got Thanksgiving, we'll have Christmas, we'll have New Year's, uh, then the Christmas break, and hopefully you'll get a chance to spend some time with your family during those times. But uh, one of the things that we often run into is this issue of we say yes to a lot of things. In fact, I, you know, I'll quote your pastor. I think he's the one who said this. Put your yes on the table and let God put it on the map. I love that statement. It's wonderful when we're talking about God being the one who is asking and directing. But too often for those of us who are on staff and we're working through what we need to be doing and how we need to be serving, uh, we say yes to probably too many things as a general rule. You know, we have responsibilities to different people in our lives, but somebody will come up and say, hey, can you or can the students or, you know, we really need this. And so and most of us, because we've been called to serve, called to pastor, we care about people and we want to be there for them. So we say, sure, we can figure it out. I mean, I know that that's been my answer over the years is, oh, sure, we can do that. And it can just each up and wear you out. And so, Chris, have you found yourself in that place before where you've just been worn out because you've said yes to too many things? No, never. No, <laughs> never at all. <laughs> never, never, ever, ever have I ever. Um, absolutely, I have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody who really has it. I think there's certain people that are certainly better at saying no, but man, this is something that we've got to, personally, I think we have to get get better at, you know, you, you talking about a youth group perspective, you know, that's, you know, that, that's kind of saying no on a different level, you know, right. in other words, like it's, it's one thing to say no personally, but then it's another thing to say no on behalf of, you know, your group. So in other words, to say no corporately. <laughs> and so from a youth group perspective, you know, there are people that I don't think they have ill intentions or something, but they look at you as a youth pastor and they see, you know, a bunch of kids in your ministry and they see, oh, free labor, <laughs> free labor. And so they'll come up to you. Hey, would you guys like to have an opportunity to serve in my backyard picking up pine cones? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I don't think <laughs> not like that. But you know, again, do you get those kind of questions? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and when you say, and when they put it that way, and everybody who's listening, I think probably hears a little bit of my sarcasm, but also knows the truth of what I'm saying, that those are hard conversations to navigate sometimes because that person asking a lot of times might be your deacon, one of your deacons. Right, right. And, and like, in other words, they're asking and they're just expecting you should do this. This is something you need to say yes to because who doesn't want the youth group to serve? And so it's just... Yeah, that, that's a little bit harder no to navigate, uh, but I think it's still certainly important for us to learn how to say no in those conversations. I remember uh, we had some of our senior adults came up and asked that same sort of question. It's like, hey, can you guys come and rake leaves at our house? And I thought, okay, we've got, you know, 20, 25 students. We'll get in there. We'll knock it out. That Sure. I don't think they had raked their leaves in five years. I mean, it was bag after bag after bag of leaves. And while we loved helping him and we felt like we had accomplished something at the end, holy cow, that was a lot of a lot of time and energy and effort that I wasn't expecting. And there was that expectation of, hey, can you help us out? And we want to. We want to teach our students to serve. We want to teach 
Well, we want to learn how to serve better. I mean, so there's a lot of things in there, but sometimes there's weird expectations. Yeah. And can I just say, just take this opportunity to say, this is where theology matters. I would argue that theology always matters. But in this particular point, this is where theology matters. This is where our understanding of ecclesiology matters. So for instance, I mean, the, the, our Lord has set up our church and given us clear instructions of how we are to function. And, and what I mean by that is, Dan, you and I, we, we are, we're not just volunteers and we're not just youth directors. We as, as we are pastors in the church yeah. Yeah. and, and according to scripture, that means something. It does. And then we also serve in churches that have deacons, as we've already mentioned. And that term means something. And it means something not just for the, the sake of calling someone pastor or deacon. It means something in terms of function. In other right. words, what we are supposed to be doing. So I think whenever we understand and have a firm conviction about what we are called to do and who we have and, and how we have been affirmed by Christ and by the church to function within the church, that really frees us up to be able to say no, to be able to say yes to the right things. But it also opens up an opportunity for us as pastors to, to know, okay, this is, this is a way that we should be teaching and leading our people to understand functions within the church as well. So in other words, you know, is it, is it wrong for the youth group to go rake leaves? Absolutely not. Right. I want to give I want to give them opportunity to go serve. But if I have if I have, you know, regularly uh, widows in our church that are coming up to me saying, hey, can the youth group come do this? Because I, I need somebody to help me around my house. Well, all of a sudden there's a need. Right. Guess what? That need first should fall, I believe, to the designated servants of the church. Yeah. Which are our deacons. And so, in other words, that that should fall underneath their ministry. Anyway, that gets into a bigger conversation, but that's where I would just say, like right here, when when we think theologically and we we live according to scripture, and that's our basis, that's our authority, then really the fear of man, which comes into play big time when it comes to us saying yes or no, moves kind of out of the picture and it makes saying no a little bit more easy. You know, and I think that that is a great place for us to start. I don't have it on my list, but man, I think it's important. I will say no to protect my theology. Um, sometimes that is an important thing for us to look at, to consider and think about. The truth is that we can have a tendency to say yes to too many things. We we know that reality, but as you mentioned, our, our theology matters. Mm-hmm. And as we look at what we're doing and how we're doing it, uh, being a pastor has specific responsibilities. Yeah. Does that fall under that? Being a, a deacon is, well, the way we refer to it at our church is we have shepherd leaders, which are those that serve in the role of pastor, and then we have servant leaders that serve in the role of deacons. Mm-hmm. And so that should be there. And again, whole other conversation, but we want to understand what this is to say no, because that's important. Now, I will have to say, before we get kind of into the heart of what I want to talk about, your pastor, more than likely, your lead pastor is that. He is the guy who is directing the staff. And so there are times he's going to ask you to say things, and we're not advocating that you say no to him all the time. 
uh, because you may not have a ministry position for long if you do. But it is a part of, of what we're trying to navigate. We have to say yes, and we have to be able to communicate like, that's too much for me, or I can't, or here's the two things you've asked me to do, and then I have these other two, what do I need to set down? You know, kind of put it back in his court. But that's all. Again, a little bit of a different conversation. I wanted us to focus in on reasons that we should say no and just talk about that for a few minutes. And the first is this, that I will say no to protect my family. Um, You know, we get a lot of different requests that require us to be outside of our home um, at weird times, especially for those those of us in student ministry. Maybe it's a conference and we're taking students to a camp. Uh, Maybe it is the dreaded word lock-in that we're not going to talk about here because we don't believe in lock-ins. They're in, anyway, that's I believe, I believe in locking kids in rooms. Oh, well, okay. Yes, yeah. we can, we can I go there. Be in there with them. Yes. <laughs> you know, it is important for us to, to realize that the first ministry that God has given us is to our, our family, to our, our spouse, our children. Um, they are a part of the church in addition to their, the people in our home that God has, has called us uh, to serve and to love and to do those things for. You know, I mean, if you just want to look at it as stair steps, you've got God designated the family before he designated the church. So let's let's make sure that we're taking care of that ministry at home. And so I think about, for me, what happened last year, 2022. I wanted to go to the SING conference. I had been asked to by my, my church and I was going to go. But my wife, her sister, had passed away, and so there was going to be a memorial that weekend, the same time as that conference. And you know, without a doubt, I said, "Sure." I, you know, I tried to in my brain. I was thinking, "All right, well, if I go to that, then I could drive up to Nashville and make it for part of the conference." But that's not what the the trip was for that that our family took to to honor her sister, and that was an important thing. So. I had to say no to something I really wanted to do and something that was valuable for our church so that I could say yes to my family. And there are just times I, I think about my my kids when they were in high school band. I, I went to my church. I went to my parents and the, my students even said, hey, I'm not going to make it to all your football games this year. My kids are in band and this is it. You know, they're that this window of time and it's going to be over. So for me to say yes to my children and to my family, I had to say no to just showing up at a ball game and, you know, waving. And while, you know, it's important for me to be there and it's important for you and you have to balance those things out, know that your family needs you to say yes to them a lot. Chris, have you experienced anything like that? Any examples maybe that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I know I've shared it before. I'll just say this. You know, this is something that my pastor has has told me. In fact, I think he only had to say it once, but it has stuck with me for years. And I know I've shared it on here before, but I'll share it again. Uh, when it comes to student ministry and, and what you just kind of said in terms of games and activities and all sorts of things, you know, like this year I've got, you know, I've got kids that are playing volleyball. I got them playing uh, basketball. I've got them playing football. I've got some in cross country. Um, some in, uh, there was a couple kids that I knew in tennis, you know, in, in, uh, I think I said golf, but I can't remember. So there's sports all over. And guess what? Yeah. All these different schools and all these different sports, they don't, they don't make schedules for youth pastors. Nope. <laughs> so, so in other words, you're going to have to say, no, you can't be at everything. And, and we know that, but here's, here's what, 
you know, my pastor told me early on, and man, I just love it. He says, go to what you can and and enjoy being there and, and support them. Don't feel like you've got to be at everything. But then he said this, you can teach them with your absence. Yeah. And what he meant by that is what we're talking about. It's a matter of family. Um, I've, I've got a young family and it's, it's important for me on just a normal Tuesday night where there might be a, a cross country meet, a volleyball game and a basketball game all on the table for me to go to. It's, it's important for me to be home at four thirty, five o'clock and just be home with my family and, and be okay with that and know that I'm not, I'm not missing. I'm not doing something um, against my job. Right. Right. And that's, and that's what we're talking about there. So you can teach your kids, your, your students and your student ministry, you can teach them with your absence. Now I'm not saying just don't show up and don't tell them anything, but you might, you might just tell them, Hey, look, you know, I see that you have a game coming up or maybe after the fact, like, Hey, how'd your game go? I really wanted to be there, but it was important for me to be with my family that night. You know, it can just be a simple little conversation yeah. starter like that. And just, just checking in, Hey, how was your game? You know? Um, and and that sort of thing. And then I've found there's a lot of freedom too, just in that regard to let kids know, like one, I've got all their schedules and, and I kind of pre-plan on a weekend what the next week might look like. And so whenever I, I see a kid or I just text a kid like, Hey, I see you got a game on Thursday. I'm planning to be there. And if I say that, then that's where I'm going. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so I can't, I can't satisfy 10 at a time unless they all play on the same team. That's really nice, but they don't. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's how I would suggest going around that. You know, the investment that you're making in those boys and your wife, it's just, it'll pay down the road. Um, it's just, it's valuable. So you'll be able to have conversations with your kids when they're hitting some really tough stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good, good stuff for us to say yes to family. Yeah. And you know, we're not perfect at this, Dan. I mean, no. I, don't, I don't want to speak like I'm, I'm coming from perfection, man. I've, I've failed miserably at this, you know, but we, we, we learn, we yeah. learn from it and, and we get better at it. So if you're young in ministry and you feel pressure right now, I'm talking to our audience. If, if you're young in ministry, and you feel pressure to say yes to everything, just know that you don't have to, but to be wise, to be wise with your yes and to be wise with your no. Boy, that that could sum up everything right there, <laughs> because we we have to be wise and we have to be able to communicate with our with our lead pastor and just talk with him and let him know this is our heart, our desire. Um, I've got a couple other reasons though that I think that it's important. I will say no to protect the length of my ministry. Mm-hmm. If I'm always saying yes, then I'm going to burn out, and it's just. And it's an easy thing to do because you're doing good stuff. Yeah. You're loving on families. You're pouring into students. You're teaching the word. You're, you know, you, you're just, you're on call, you know, the whole year, 24 mm-hmm. seven, you love these, these people. Uh, but if I'm constantly going, if I'm always saying yes, then I'm not going to have something for the next day, the next week, the next year. And so, man, if you want a long long ministry, then say no to some things now. Yeah. And it's, again, it's tough. Be wise, but it's tough. Yeah. You know, Dan, have you ever, have you ever eaten at a Brazilian steakhouse? Yes, I have. I you know what that. I'm talking about, right? I, I do. Mean, <laughs> you sit down. I mean, it's expensive, but man, it's worth it because they come around with those big swords. They got, you know, chunks of meat on them and they, 
you know, you usually have some kind of little card that's got a, either a green light or a red light yes. on it, you know, <laughs> and like you put that thing on green, they come by, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're shaving it off, putting it on your plate and other, but there comes a point where you're like, okay, turn, turn to the stop sign. In, in other words. So I just, I was thinking about that in terms of what we're talking about. Yes. And no, man, you start in that place, hungry, ready to go, um, ambitious, you know, excited, <laughs> All those words apply. You've got a clean plate, you know, ready to ready to just have it have it piled onto, and and it starts small. You know, the first guy comes by. Would you like some lamb? Yes, yes, I yes. would. Yeah, and you start eating that, and then about you know twenty seconds later, a guy comes by. Hey, would you like some steak? Absolutely. You know, and then and then you forget that there's like this whole buffet of, of veggies and stuff like, oh, I'm going to go get some of that. And then you come back. And, and in other words, what you got is you've got a clean plate that is is getting fuller and fuller by the by the second. In other words, margin is then becoming less and less. Mm. Right. And so the way that we protect margin is simply by saying no. If that guy comes yeah. by and we say no, he doesn't put it on our plate. And what you're talking about in terms of protecting our ministry you didn't say the word, but I think everybody listening probably is thinking it. We're, we're protecting ourselves from burnout. We're yeah. protecting ourselves from getting overwhelmed and overloaded. And, and, and that's, that's important, you know, for us to protect ourselves against. And so just, I think it's important for us to realize that there's uh, a lot of power in having a, a, the word no in our vocabulary in order to protect margin. In other words, that also takes with it comes with an understanding of how much we can put on our plate and 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 be able to to truly function. So I won't carry that illustration on any further, but we've all been to the point where we if if you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse, you realize how little self-control you have with the word no. Most people. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> no, right now you're making me hungry. That's that's the problem. Because <laughs> okay. I'm remembering yeah, we had a place like that up here in Northwest Arkansas. And so remember how much it costs and then you'll get unhungry. That's true. Well, the other thing that I want to mention before we, we finish today is that I will say no to protect my own well-being. And that kind of falls into the same uh, category. Um, you know, protecting the length of our ministry is so that we can finish well, so that we can serve when we're in our 50s, 60s, even 70s. Um, but if we, we go too hard, too fast, then we're going to we're going to fall off and not be able to do it. I think about running a marathon. I ran a half marathon in Bentonville and I got pumped. I mean, the first mile I ran almost like the fastest mile that I'd ever run. But then when I got to mile 12, where they have this killer hill, I was like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. i just barely made it up the hill. And that's the deal with, with this. If we are pushing too hard saying yes, all the time, we don't create the margin we're not going to be able to to finish well yeah. as we go through with this. You know, one of my favorite sayings, though, is that uh, even Jesus got a way to pray and rest, be like Jesus, take naps. It's important for us to rest and to, to really to actually rest, meaning are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating the right things? All of those type of things. And if we say yes all the time, we don't have time to think about it. I know that when I was doing worship and student ministry, there's just no time to breathe. You're just constantly from one thing to the next. There's no pause. Um, you're just going, going, going. And I would always feel very tired at the end of, well, almost every season. <laughs> and so I would just encourage you that if you are 
serving people, it, be ready to say no. And again, that's not a bad thing. If you can balance that out, you're going to protect your family, your ministry, yourself. But I will tell you, it's hard for me to say no. It's hard for me to to say no because I love these people. I care about them. I, I love my students. I looked around my group last night and go, man, I just really like these kids. You know I mean? It was, uh, and I want the best for them. So I'm going to do what I can. And that's where I need to figure it out just to figure out whether yes, no, what's the best thing for me. So anything you want to add to this conversation, Chris? You know, I'm just thankful that we're all um, in the same, the same boat when it comes to this. I mean, there's nobody that is uh, that doesn't or hasn't struggled in this way in, 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 in some context. Um, I think what's, what's helpful for me and, and maybe it's helpful for others is just to understand that saying no begins to make sense when we've said yes to the right things. So in other words, saying no doesn't mean we never say yes. It just means that we, we know what we're going to say yes to. And we, and we have a, we have a clear vision, if you will, and a conviction even. Um, and, and, just a confidence that what we say yes to is what I need to say yes to. So that whenever we say no, um, while that still may be hard to do sometimes, certainly there's opportunities that are going to come up where it just, yeah, it's a great opportunity, but I just need to say no. You know, I've had to, one of the hardest things for me, I'll just be personal right here is, you know, when someone asks me to come maybe uh, preach a revival service or something like that um, at a particular time of the year, I love to preach and I yeah. love, I love to go and do that. But you know what? A revival service in uh, in another city, you know, that requires at least three to four days, you know, which might mean either being away from my home or being away from my family. Sometimes they can come with me. It might mean me traveling four days in a row. Um, and, and that that all plays a part into why I would say yes or no. In other words, yes, I want to preach. Yes, I'm called to preach. But that might be one of those opportunities where I just say, yeah, I would love to do that, but I'm going to have to say no this time. And, mm-hmm. and, and I can say no with confidence because of what I've already said yes to and what I want to say yes to. And there's nothing wrong with that. That, that might sound selfish or it might sound sometimes greedy or, and that's not, that's not at all how I mean it. Uh, in other words, I, I'm not going to judge each other's motives behind it. I don't, I don't know the heart of other people why they say yes or no, but I know for me, that's, that's what goes into that. And I also have learned, and I'm still learning this, that with every, with every yes, there comes almost at least two no's. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I say yes to something, I'm fooling myself if, if, um, if I think that I'm not going to have to say no to something else. So for instance, just again, if that's not clear enough, Friday night, there's a, there's a football game. I have an opportunity to say yes, but Friday night is also uh, a, a time where me and my family can spend together, right? Movie night, that sort of thing. For me to say yes to the football game could mean me saying no to my family in that scenario. And so, again, does that mean I never go to a football game on Friday night? Not at, not at, not at all. I'm just using that as an illustration right. that, that when I say yes to something, I got to say no to something else. I can't do everything. Yep. And this is common sense stuff, but we we know this. And so if we can just kind of begin to get really clear on what we want to say yes to, then saying no becomes a little bit easier. 
And the final thought I would give, and this this opens up a, another door that maybe we can discuss later, is just that what helps me a lot uh, from a church perspective are the values that we have as a church. So in other words, we have core values as a church, and those aren't just something that we put up on a website. Those are those are those mean something to me because what it does is it it actually it, it funnels me into the right kind of things. Right. Um, so if, right. I, if, if we do an event as a student ministry, that should not be out of line with the core values that we have yeah. in the church. Yeah. And if someone were to ask me as a, as a pastor, hey, Chris, why are the youth, why is the youth ministry doing that? I should be able to give an answer that is value based. Right. <clears throat> and, and of course, our core values are scripture based. So in other words, you can you can draw that line. My my decision to do a winter retreat can be traced through a core value back to God's word. And so that's that gives me freedom to say this is something I want to say yes to. This is something that we're going to do as a church. So if if you have that type of thought process in terms of what you're saying yes to and what you're putting on the schedule and all that sort of thing, then when something else begins to maybe try to compete with that, hey, why don't you do this? Right. You know, why right. why not go to this place instead of to that place or to do this? That because you know, you, you've you've already made your decision. In other words, you know what you're saying yes to. And so therefore the no becomes easy. You know, I, I think about our other group of listeners. You know, you and I have the privilege of serving ministry full time. You teach and then you also um, serve your church as a pastor, but they're both in a church office. You know, you're able to be there. I'm do do similar thing here, not teaching, but my ministry is, is a big part of that. And so there are guys that are listening, uh, volunteers that are listening, that are part-time bivocational volunteer. You know, and, and the struggle is real. You know, how do they say, <clears throat> Yes. Or how do they say no, more importantly, to some of these things? And so I think the the whole topic of core values really is important when you're serving in those type of roles. And so we just want to encourage you today. Uh, it's OK to say no. Be sure that you talk with your lead pastor about <laughs> your no's, especially if they start to pile up, uh, because that it, it needs to be clear. You, people need to understand why you're doing that. You know, we're going to say no. We're going to say no to, to some good things so that we can say yes to the best. And that's what we want to do because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.